<coughs> Good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruch Mavoem. We have two very important shirim today. Um, today is a very big day. I want to uh, begin today's shir with a personal request. Um, as you know, we're now uh, in a campaign to build uh, a base medrash and a home base to be able to continue to disseminate the shirim. Baruch Hashem, uh, there are a lot of uh, listeners from a wide variety of countries, and um, of course, everyone is is humbly requested if they could participate on whatever level they're able to. But we're asking everybody if you could join us Sunday night at 9 p.m. for a 15-minute Zoom meeting about um, how you can help us. Um, we would really be honored and touched if you would set up a, a page, a, a team page uh, on charity, and it's very easy to do. And uh, this way you could get some of your friends and family involved. It's uh, the Zoom link is very simple. You all know it. It's this. What we come on every Friday and every Wednesday. It's the same Zoom link. Um, it's gonna be 9 p.m. Sunday night. If you're listening internationally, there'll be another one Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you want to know more information, you could go to the site rabbidg.com. You go to news. It's on the news section. Um, and please consider participating, uh, making a team page, whatever you're able to do. Some people, is, the range is from uh, a small amount to a large amount. So whatever works for you, it would be a very big boost to our campaign. Thank you very much. We're now going to do, um, continue in our share on Perkei Avais. We are up to Mishnah Gimel. And Mishnah Gimel seems like a, straightforward Mishnah, and Rabbeinu Yoyna has a twist on this Mishnah like you cannot believe. Uh, sorry, in the future I hope to have the the source sheets for you for the Perkei uh, part. Mishnah Gimel. Antignois ish soichoi kibo mishim natzadek. Antignois. A man of soichoi. He received the Torah from Shimon Atzadik. Hu ha'yoymer. Antignois used to say as follow. Meaning, as she says, this was something he frequently said. Do not be like a servant that serves his master on condition to receive reward. Now, what does the word pras mean? Rashi says pras is a lashon of erech, like be'erechin, which the Targum translates be'porsane. Meaning, my needs. One should not fulfill mitzvahs because God will provide for them. Ella, rather the Mishnah says, One should be like servants that serve their master, not on condition to receive reward. Now the Rambam learns pras refers to reward, gemul, that from someone who doesn't owe anything to them but does it as a chesed. And therefore, Antignos Ishtoche is saying, don't serve Hashem on condition that He will benefit you and bestow good on you and you hope for the reward. Serve Him like someone who's not anticipating any reward. Meaning the Rambam seems to be saying that one should not serve God to get Olam Haba. 
if you remember, uh, in years past, we mentioned that even though the Rambam says that one should not serve God to get Olam Haba, that is not the view which is unanimously held. The Abarbanel in many places disagrees. And Rebel Yoha Kohen of Izmir sides with the opinion of the Abarbanel that indeed it is correct and proper to serve God for Olam Haba, for the world to come. One should not serve God for goodness and, and reward in this world, but one is in fact uh, encouraged to serve Hashem for Olam Haba. Again, it's Machlaikis. The Rambam says one should not serve God for Olam Haba, and the Abarbanel says, yes, you can and you should. And pras refers to like reward in this world. Um, but t- today we're going to focus on Rabbeinu Yoyna. Be like servants that serve their master, not on condition to receive reward. And the fear of God should be upon you. Meaning, even though you're not serving God to receive reward, so that means you're serving Him out of love. So you think of I'm serving God out of love, then fear is not necessary. It's, it's, not, it's not needed. No, you need a, a, dose, a dose of free will service as well as fear of God. Now, Let's see Rabbeinu Yaina. Again, uh, you you may actually have Rabbeinu Yaina unknowingly in every shas in the Gemara Avodah In the back is Perkei Avos, and it has on the bottom of the commentary of Rabbeinu Yaina. So if you have like a big shas, you could uh, you could see it inside our Mishnah Gimel. Antignois ish soicha kivo mishum natzadik hu haya oimer al tiu cha avodim hamisham shenas harav amanas lekabel pras shein zu avodah This is not a Complete service of God. You're not doing it for your master. You're doing it to serve, to get reward. In other words, somebody who serves Hashem to get reward, he's not really serving the master. He's serving the paycheck. He doesn't really care about the master. So therefore, one should put aside any anticipation of reward and do everything l'shem shamayim. But what should you do? Our Mishnah says, this is very interesting. Our Mishnah says, Be like Avodim that Meshamish the Rav, Not on condition to get reward. But look at this Girsa. Rabbeinu Yoyna has a Girsa. Hevu ka'avodim ha'meshamish the Amenas shaloy l'kabel pras. Serve God on condition not to get reward. Now that's very different. You hear the the nuance? We usually read the Mishnah, serve God not on condition to get reward. Rabbi Yonah says, serve God on condition not to get reward. Yesh Oimrim, some say, She'ein lavedes Hashem pras. Some say, no, don't do that. Don't serve God on condition not to get reward. Person should not do a mitzvah not to get reward. In other words, no, nobody should say, God, I'm serving you not to get reward. The correct verse is, not on condition to get reward. You should not do the mitzvah to get reward. Even though you should think, that you will be rewarded. In other words, the simple way, the simple interpretation over here is 
<laughs> don't, you cannot have a girsa, do not have a girsa, serve God on condition not to get a reward. It means don't serve on condition to get a reward, but know that you will be rewarded. But says Rabbeinu Yoyna, in my opinion, the original girsa is correct. Serve God on condition not to get reward. The girsa sasvarm is primary. That actually you should serve God on condition not to get reward. Because a servant who you own, who you purchased, has to serve the master without any reward. One should serve God on condition not to get reward. In other words, did you ever have a situation in life where you wanted to help somebody and you knew the person like might pay you for it and you like you just you really you didn't want to be paid. Like I'll give you an example. Let's say you're shoveling snow. And I here I'll give you I'll give you a, a, a bad example, but I think it will make the point. Let's say you're shoveling snow. And there's a family on your block. They just suffered a great tragedy and they're sitting shiva and they're and they're really in a very bad situation, and you want to go shovel their snow. The last thing you want is for them to come out and pay you forty dollars for shoveling the snow. I mean, like, it's not—it's not why you're doing it. You real—you just want to show them that uh, you're trying to help. You really don't want to do it for that. You're almost doing it on condition not to be paid. It's like if you knew you would be paid, you wouldn't do it. You'd get, let somebody else do it. You know? You're only doing it because you're not getting paid. So one has to have that attitude, Takadosh Baruch Hu. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's like, I owe you anyway. I'll give you another example. Here's a, mud, here's a, a, a good example. Let's say like this. Somebody was down on their luck and they had no job and they couldn't find the shidduch, and they couldn't graduate high school, and nothing was going their way. And a benefactor came along and tutored them, and got them through high school, got them through college, found them a wife, gave him money to buy a house, gave him money to buy a car, and the benefactor comes to you and says, you know, could you do me a favor? Um, I would like, I need to make a minion in my house tomorrow. Could you come help me? Sure, it's the least I could do. Then after Shabbos, he comes and he gives you $18. You say, no, I don't want it. That's the least I could do for everything you've done to me. I'm, I, he said, no, please take it. You know, you, you spent 15 minutes of your time helping me out. I really want to pay. No, chas v'shalom. That's the least I could do. Why are you doing this? You're, you're insulting me. <laughs> You're insulting me. You've done so much for me. And I did almost nothing for you. You're embarrassing me by giving me the money. It's, it's like, you're shaming me. I, you can't give me, you can't let me reciprocate even a little bit. It's like, it's not right. It's not nice. So that's how we should feel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
God does so much for us. He's done so much for us. Everything we He's put us on our feet. He's allowed us to reach whatever stage we've reached. The least we could do is do a mitzvah. Now He's going to reward us? No, you're embarrassing me, Hashem. <laughs> At least let me serve you. It's, it's, it's overwhelming what I owe you. It's almost not nice, you know. It's like when somebody helps you so much and then you do a little favor and they want to pay you, it's almost insulting. So I think that's the attitude we should have towards Khar. We owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu so much that the little mitzvahs we could do for Him don't embarrass us by paying us. So therefore, a person should serve Hashem on condition not to get reward. Only for the kindness that he already did. When they malus harav, and because of the greatness of the Rebbe, Shuroi Lakach. This is really serving God out of love. What is complete love for people? Somebody wants to serve one who he loves because of a long-standing love. Even if you know that, the person won't reward reward you. That's how a person should serve Hashem. Obviously, it doesn't mean that you're like being moichel, the reward. But it's a certain attitude toward the reward. The reward is irrelevant. It's the least I could do for you. I want to do it. It's almost, don't, no, please, please, don't, you're embarrassing me. You're embarrassed, don't, you know? Some Sometimes it's like a person, because of, of either the altruism or the situation or the feelings of friendship, I have a question like this. Imagine if your brother made a wedding and you came to the wedding and he said, oh, here, here's a hundred dollars for your gas. I really appreciate that you came. I mean, you're not gonna, no! Chas I'm not gonna take money for that. So, I'm doing it out of love. You know, your parent, your parents, a birthday party. Oh, here, here's money. I really appreciate you came. No, I don't want it. I owe it to you. It's the least I could do. But even though we have to serve God out of love, the fear of God should be on you. To serve God out of love and fear. Like an Eved who serves his master out of his greatness. And he realizes, So it comes out, he serves him out of fear. Not out of fear of punishment. So the, the fear that we're discussing here is not fear of punishment. It's from the honor and the greatness of the Master. It's not that we're afraid that God will punish Oh, I'm afraid if I don't do this, God will punish me. It's the awe that the Master has the ability to punish. That type of reverence 
should always be maintained despite the fact that we also have Avas Hashem. Okay, so that's Mishnah Gimel, Perkei Avais. Um, it's very interesting. It is... Recording in progress. What recording? We're recording? Who said that? Oh. Recording stopped. Yeah, where did you come from? Um, let me get the Maramakoimos here. Um, share screen.